This is Joe Costello's WFO Radio Ignition. Covering everything that has wheels, an engine, and a driver. The reason I race is to get the chicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, sports cars, and NHRA drag racing. Hey, guys. Just want to let you know, WFO rocks. WFO Radio is total motorsports. It's just so cool. Fasten your seatbelts, fire up the ignition, and drop the hammer. Yeah, let's do it. Now, here's your host, Joe Costello. WFO, we are back. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to WFO Radio. Ten years of podcasting. Whatever it is that we do. And you, the listeners, have stood alongside and allowed it. What are you thinking? Fresh back from the 51st Amelie Motor Oil NHRA Gator Nationals, I have had it. It's been an interesting day, recording on a Monday, as has been our schedule pretty recently. And it's going good, getting back in a nice little routine on the show. But uh, it was a tough weekend. It was a tough weekend, and the voice is, the, the voice is weak, Godfather. The voice is weak. You can act like a man. But we're going to pull it together. I had just wound down for the day. The Poker Action Line guys were come in, and we did the poker show, and everything was cool. And I was just like, ah, I got some food. And I was sitting there and just starting to, like, sink into the couch and begin to decompress, like, after the whole weekend. thinking, And then Giovanni texted me, Ignition, man. What about that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, Ignition. Do I know what happened? Do I know what happened? Yeah, I know what happened. I'm all over it. I listened to the NASCAR on my ride home from Gainesville. Of course, I watched the Miami Dolphins in a great victory last Thursday night. I know the Yankees and the Marlins have made the playoffs. The Miami Heat, boy, listening to basketball on the radio, is it's an intense experience, but I'm up on that. I'm ready. I'm ready for an ignition show. And so here we are. And here's Giovanni in Miami. He's ready, too. Are you ready? Well, all right. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Good. So you're going to do the show, and I'll just sit here and listen. Because I'm, you know, All right. ready is an illusion. No, man. We, uh, it was a big weekend of sport. There was a lot going on. And we'll get into all of that. I got a couple of stories from the Gator Nationals as well. A very successful return to travel racing in the National Hot Rod Association. Very successful. We had a good crowd a lot of people there. We were a little worried, like, are people going to show up? And they did. And Steve Torrance wins the deal in a Big Daddy Don Garlitz car. Garlitz was out there, and that was awesome. That was my top story. Like, the Garlitz car wins, which was unbelievable. We're going to hear from Alan Reinhardt on Tuesday, 1 o'clock Eastern Time, live stream. Wednesday, 4 o'clock, we're working on Ron Caps and Matt Smith. Thursday, Steve Torrance and Alex Laughlin, and then maybe a happy hour on Friday. So it's going to be a big set, big week, full docket. All of these schedules are subject to change. Anything could happen. If you're a new listener, before we get into this whole thing that is our show, just want to welcome you if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Maybe you have found the show. Maybe you're a sportsman racer who was checking out NHRA Nitro and said, wow, they say they got a real podcast. Let's listen. Are they any good? Is it any good? Again, that's subjective. It all depends on who you are and what you think is good. But we do cover sports and gambling and 
All kinds of stuff that goes down here on the old WFO. This is going to be an interesting one. We almost finished the race. But the last couple of categories got rain postponed. Ron Caps, when he blew his engine and slid it sideways in the oil, they had to go to a backup car. That cost us 16 minutes. And a lot of people feel like the 16 minutes would have been the 16 minutes that would have been required to finish the stock eliminator final, etc. Do we blame Caps? Absolutely not. My drive home, I left Sunday night. Normally, I would have left uh, on Monday, but decided to get out of Dodge, come back home. Got all that adrenaline flowing from a big day of racing and everything going down. But the same storm that rained out the race, and if you had been following the weather at all, uh, maybe you saw the radar, I was... I should have taken a screen capture of the radar because it was just incredible. It was like angry orange and red right down the urethra of the state of Florida, like a column just coming across. And so as the worst intense part of the storm front was moving across the state, and of course I say right down the urethra because that would be down the center of the state because the state, you, you got that, you figured that out? It's a little crass, I know, but who cares? But the most intense storms were going straight down the middle of the state, right over the turnpike the whole way. And so I was driving through vicious, intense, dark, stormy night, lightning and thunder the entire time. The entire time. It was exciting. Speaking of adrenaline, trying to keep it on the road, visibility zero, thunderclaps right over your head, like right above the roof of the car. Intense thunder, intense lightning, driving into darkness, sky lit up, bolts of lightning coming across the windshield for about two and a half hours of the four and a half hour drive. It was amazing. It was was a life experience. But I made it. Obviously, I had a Dodge Charger rental car. And, uh, you know, the V6 car handled it great, like a champ. It was pretty cool. And I was listening to the Miami Heat and listening to NASCAR. Kurt Busch gets the win. How about Kurt picking up the win? We are going to. Did you send me the audio or no? Um, If I didn't, it'll be on its way. Okay. I love that. That's a good hedge right there. That's a good hedge. If I didn't, it'll be on the way. Meaning no. That's fine. We, we It's we on all, the freaking way, man. It's okay. You... You don't have to worry about that. I was uneven aware we were going to do a show tonight. Yeah, well. That's my fault. So as soon as you said yes, then here we are. But Kurt Busch getting the win. Monster Energy, Las Vegas, hometown. He wins. Uh, the, you know, the field is all green flag pit stops, and he stays out, and he's out just as a, kind of a luck thing. You catch a break. Ends I up think a- he was actually pitting when, like, when the caution came out. Catches a break. That yep. happens. The, uh, luck happens. That's a big part of it. You catch a lucky break and you turn it into a win. You don't always turn it into a win. Kurt had to survive several restarts and hold on to the lead, and he did. And congratulations, Kurt Bush, moving on to the next round. Just like that, Kurt Bush going on again to the uh, third of four rounds. Let's hear what Kurt had to say about his big Vegas win. 
Uh, this this is 20 years of, of agony and defeat, and, and now today with triumph, I don't know if I have any more gas left or if I just filled my tank up to go win every race that I'm going to jump in next. This feeling of, of growing up here and watching the track get built from, from the desert gravel pit that it was by Richie Klein and, and his group, and then when Speedway Motorsports came in and bought it, I'm like, man, there's going to be a cup race there. I hope I can, you know, make my way up through legend cars and just all the memories, all the memories of everybody, my mom and dad, uh, every Saturday night, all the commitment they gave me and my little brother to make it in racing. You know, uh, for me, it was a hobby. I, I never knew I'd get this far. And a guy named Craig Q here locally in Las Vegas, the owner of the Star Nurseries here in Las Vegas, took a chance on me and let me run his late model a few times. and. We won a couple races and started working our way up and it just, it takes, it takes a village to make somebody cut through and make it. And this is my hometown and I have so many people to thank and I just couldn't be more proud. And I know that they're very proud right now, watching on TV, watching on NBC and, and Sports Network and seeing their hometown boy win at the hometown track. Wow, see, that was great. That was great. I, you know, Kurt, he has aged uh, pretty well. Like early on, you know, he had this attitude where you always felt like he was trying to say the perfect thing. And I think a lot of people thought he was a little bit phony. Um, but that right there, you could hear the emotion in his voice that this was so important to him personally. And that he gets to reward and name check all those people. And he got all the sponsors in because he's a pro. And... You could just hear it. And I think that the COVID deal has got a lot of people on, uh, on the edge of emotions as well. Like, you know, all the fighting and the extra that everybody is doing. I noticed it with Ron Tobler on the starting line after Ron Caps won. And everyone coming over and congratulating him. I've seen Ron Tobler win a lot of races. I probably have seen Ron Tobler win more races than any other crew chief uh, since I've been in the NHRA. I'd have to count that, but... Seen Tobler win a lot of races. This one was big. Emotion. Kurt, emotion. Hear his voice crack right there, thinking about the people who, quote-unquote, took a chance. When he says it takes a village, boy, does it. It doesn't always take a village, but a lot of the time it does. Meaning people have to help other people. You don't just do it all yourself. It's not just you. Even though you might think it is. Or maybe it is. You know, I guess every situation is different. But congratulations to Kurt. Now, kind of interesting, the way that all goes. Kurt Busch wins the race. Matty D, second. Denny Hamlin, third. Charging hard at the very end and uh, getting a shove from, uh, giving a shove to Alex Bowman. Kind of a questionable move right there. Uh, Bowman just drives right into the back of Matt Benedetto, who comes up and just blocks him, and Denny Hamlin goes on and ends up finishing third. Martin Truex Jr., fourth. Alex Bowman, fifth. Kyle Busch, sixth. Ryan Blaney, seventh. Eric Jones, eighth. Chris Buescher, ninth. And Kevin Harvick rounding out the top 10. Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, Brad Keselowski, Joy, Joey Logano, and Kyle Busch are in a tiff again, which that's fine. That's great. Kyle Busch says he's got no friends. He's got no friends. Well, it doesn't matter if you have friends or not. You're out there to work. They're in the work environment. His friends are at home in Connecticut, wherever he lives. Ryan Newman, 15th. Cole Custer, Eric Amarola, Matt Kenseth, Ryan Priest, and John Hunter Nemechek 
finishing 20th. That was kind of a scary moment. John Hunter Nemechek like sliding up the track in front of several cars coming on full speed. But he got lucky and didn't catch one. Michael McDowell, Chase Elliott, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, Lord Byron, Ty Dillon, Corey LaJoy, Bubba Wallace, Daniel Suarez, Brent Poole, Greg Galding, Austin Dillon, J.J. Yaley Quinn, Hauf, Joey Gase, Josh Balicki, Tim A. Hill, Tyler Reddick, and Chad Fincham rounding out the field in the South Point 400 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Chase Elliott leading some laps early on, finished fourth in the first stage and first in the second stage. And just got caught up. And there you have it. There's the results in front of no fans, which has actually got everybody kind of wondering what's going to happen with the NHRA final race of this season. And there's all kinds of rumors going on about like what's going to happen because, you know, drag racing, we said we're not going to run in front of no fans. So if Vegas says no fans for the drag races, what does that mean? And we don't know. That's the answer. We don't know. So that is up in the air. It's going to be St. Louis, then the Dallas and Houston races, and then hopefully Vegas. The rumor mill is saying, and I have asked people who say this is not true, but the rumor mill is saying we might go back to Gainesville. And then dummy me says, why can't we go back to Indy? And everybody from Indy just looks at me like I'm foolish. You fool. You fool. And I'm like, well, why can't we go back to Indy? <laughs> you fool. And I'm like, why? Because it's, foosball. because it's cold, you fool. Because it's cold. It gets cold in Indy. Don't you know about the cold, you fool? And I'm like, no. I do not know about the cold. What is cold? Well, they say it's already down in like the, the high 50s already. And by the time we're at the end of, uh, we're in early November, it'll be in the 20s. No, no, I'm saying, like, what is this cold you speak of? Right, exactly. What is, what is that? What do you mean? Cold, what are you talking about? But I did feel foolish, but like the bandit says, you're all, you know, only stupid as judged by what part of the country you're standing in as to how dumb you are. And when Florida kid is asking a question about Indiana in wintertime in November, and he doesn't realize that it's cold, I guess that makes him a fool. But that's all right. So there you have it. Let's get fantasy results going. Are those up on the website? No, unfortunately not yet. Not this week. How's Patrick the Webmaster doing? What's up, Pat? I've been sending Pat all these emails and text messages. Hey, Pat, hope you're well. You're not receiving my correspondence. He's obviously very busy. Busy character. Oh, just because he's not responding doesn't mean he's not receiving it. Right. That's true. A lot of people do that nowadays. They get uh-huh. the, they get the, the <laughs> correspondence and they look at it and then they say, oh, all right. And then they do not respond. No, cat. Uh, Pat's, a, Pat's, Pat's a busy cat. All right. Now, everybody knows how bad I am at reading the results off the website. So just bear with. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so I have the full season results here. Gio, why don't you read the race results, and I'll read the full season results like we did two weeks ago. That worked really well. and right. and uh, I guess that So work. I don't have to go clicking all over the place. Was this race 30? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it is. Oh, my. Yeah, South Point 400 Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And the weekly winner with 338 
points is Rich and Saugus. Rich and Saugus getting the win. Way to go, Rich. Congratulations on a tremendous victory. Rich and Saugus. Well, yeah, no, of course. When you have Kurt Busch, Denny Hamlin, Newman, and Cole Custer on your team, oh, he could have had Alex Bowman as his other B driver. Oh. He would have had a massive day. Yeah, what a fail, Rich. You failed. You were imperfect. You could have done better, Rich. You've blown it. Yeah, not terrible, though. He could have had, yeah, 10 spots better. So, Wow. But uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Miller Man 2, Brian, second place, 330 points. Craig and Newhall tied 330 points. Uh-huh. Royal Flush Racing, 328. Barbecue Bob, 323, tied with Driving Hard. And Young Monkey Ky- Kyle... Young Monkey Kyle Larson, Nitro Fanatics. Young money, man. <laughs> young money. Young money? Young money, because he's rich and uh, he's young and he's a good driver and he's talented. Young money. Oh, all right. But Young Monkey is kind of cool, too. I, I mean, I That's like it. kind of appropriate for him, too, anyway, since he's been uh, banished for improper uh, slurish. DRT Girl, 312. Race Guitar, 309. Oh, the cervix splitter, my favorite. Yeah, everybody loves team. cervix splitter. Three zero three, hey, Flea Tree down in Austin, not Austin, San Antonio. How's it going over there? He's tied with three zero three, Beer Rita Racing three zero two, Lowe's Chingones bringing up the last of the three hundred. I want to say what's up to Low. Credit Low. Low did some work for the show last week. I have floated the concept of WFO hats. Now that we're doing so good with these face coverings. And so many WFO Radio face coverings out at the Gator Nationals. If you want a WFO Radio face covering for just $10, plus I'm going to throw some stickers in there for you too, it's going to include shipping. This is a great deal. You want to rep WFO Radio, it's great. Go to WFORadio.com and click the WFO store, and you can use a credit card, you can use PayPal, get yourself a face covering. Do it now. Let's get a bunch of them. And I'm, like, addicted to going in there in the morning and seeing if anybody bought a face covering. It's, like, a big thing for me. Like It's, it's, it's better than going to the P.O. box and opening the little door and seeing an envelope in there. It's, like, next-level stuff. So I think it's time for us to have some new hats. So I've been talking with people about getting hats. Here's the problem with hats, folks. There's a lot of different style of hats. There's a lot of different style. It's not like a face covering where, you know, it's, it's a tool to comply. Hats are personalized. There's the big trucker hat. There's the snap cap. There's the mesh fit. There's the trucker style. There's the high trucker style. The low trucker style. There's the flat cap. They're like the last ones we had. There's new era stretch fit. And to me, I can't commit to anything. And so I'm in trouble. And so Lowe put out a couple of tweets with the hats, and I'm confused now. So your feedback is appreciated. And I know everybody is going to say, like, something different, right? I'm going to get 100 different emails with 100 different style of hats. Yeah, I think you should have a fedora. It should be a WFO fedora. We'll get them. We'll all look like Dick Tracy. But, and Gio and I, we're not really big hat guys. We don't wear hats. So I don't know how we're going to do it. But Del- but Lowe, you know, he created a rendering. He put the logo on it. It was very impressive. Way to go, Lowe. Way to go. All right, continue. Um, Lowe was 300. Sacramento Racing Fan, 294. Car 24 Fan, 291. Jambalaya J. What's up, Jambalaya? 291. 
Easy E 209286. Hey, Easy E 009, yeah. Southern Racer X 276. Hockey Dad 274. Bulls Wool, our friend down under 273. Hope everything is well for him down there. Highline Real Fine 273. Day Racing 21 271. Dead O Dead, no, Double O Dead On 268. Tied with Team Gray 268. DRT Girl. Aviator Racing 267, Team English and JJ Husker Fan and Elephant Racers 265, Patrick the Webmaster 263, tied with the DRT Girl, Willie B Racing 262, Bad Brad. But what position are these in? What are this? I don't know the numbers. They don't have numbers. That's it. That's oh that's well, then forget it. It doesn't even matter. Good you know, job. Well, let's get to the important stuff, like the overall, where we've got a change at the top. We've got a new leader, Hockey Kid. Something happened to Hockey Kid. What's Hockey Kid's number? He got knocked off the top by Royal Flush Racing. New leader. We've got a new leader at the top. Royal Flush Racing. He's taking over the lead. Bumped Hockey Kid out of the way. And seized control. By six points. And I'm sure Hockey Kid and everybody else is wondering, like, hey, man, why does Royal Flush Racing get the sound effect? And you guys have been lazy the past six months. And it's because we're getting late in the season now, baby. We're down to the wire here. Royal Flush by six over Hockey Kid, by 100 over Motorhead 55, by 122 over Elephant Racers, by 181 over Beer Eater Racing 81, who is fifth. So the top five separated by 181 points, but I don't know. I'm thinking Royal Flush and Hockey Kid. I've got a little one-on-one to the stripe, maybe. Bad Brad six. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, you know, it's six. As you see, when somebody scores 330, you have a 250 day. That's 80 points quickly made up. So Right. And that's exactly it. Like, who knows? And, and so Motorhead, if he has a 330 and these two guys have mediocre days, then they're all right back in it again. It's just can Royal Flush and Hockey Kid maintain what they have been doing? Elephant Racers fourth. Beer Rita fifth. Sixth, Bad Brad. 184 out. Gareth. Seventh. 126, uh, 226 back. Rich and Saugus. 237 back. Has Rich been doing the right thing? Saving drivers. Maybe if he's got a plan going, he can become this year's Mr. Fantasy NASCAR. Highline Real Fine in ninth, 241 back. Barbecue Bob, 10th, 250 back. Smothered and covered. Past champ, 274 back in 11th. Too far back, I think. 12th, El Jefe, 275 back. Mr. Fantasy NASCAR, 276 back. In 13th. Followed by Ray Indy, 14th. Patrick the Webmaster, 15th. Dirty Hippie, 16th. Geo in Miami, 17th. 329 back. Oh, I'm battling now the hippie. Yeah, you and the hippie are nose to tail. 16th and 17th. Keen wow, Racing, 18th. Nine point difference. Nine. Racing 50, 32, 19th. Team 12, another past champ. 20th. Haven't heard from those guys in a while. Bug Barn, 21st. Lowstein Gones, 23rd. 25th, Easy E009. Let's keep on going. Double O Dead On, 30th. Day Racing 21, 31st. Southern Racer X, 32nd. It's David Morris, runs Super Gas out there. Had a decent day in Super Gas. Rusty Racing, 
33rd, Aviator Racing, 34th, Cervix Splitter, 35th, Driving Hard, 36th, Fleet Tree, 37th, Stubo, 38th, oh, it's on, WFO Joe, 39th, that's it, it's me and Stubo battling for the lead, I'm 594 points back, she's 585 back, so I'm, you know, nine behind Stubo, you're going down, Stubo. And I saw Stubo out there, and Stubo was wearing her WFO mask on the starting line. It was really illuminating to see all of these people supporting the show. It was something special. Because a shirt, that's one thing. But the mask, people need the mask. You got the mask. And so who had the mask on? Stubo had the mask on. Kelly Wade had the mask on. Michael Heiner had the mask on. Corey Savoie had the mask on. Like, a lot of people were rocking the WFO masks. It was very cool. Hockey Dad, 42nd. 45th, will he be racing? Gary is 43rd. What's up, Gary? Dirt 99, 50th. And on back. And everybody. Team Gray. What's up with Team Gray? He's 54th. 1,333 behind low blinker fluid. I think he's got a chance to catch low blinker fluid. He's been, you know, he's been setting a team. He had a decent week this week there. You saw that. He, he was still, I don't know what number that was. But, but yeah, I think he, he may have made up another point there, another position. I think he did. I, I think he did. Well, and there you go. There's the Fantasy League results. So good week overall. Uh, entertaining, listening to the guys on PRN. It was fun and exciting, the battles, as they uh, handled the whole situation. No fans, that is a bummer, but, you know, whatever. We're still dealing with a pandemic, and just crazy. You know, in pandemic news, the state of Florida has fully opened up. The, the governor has said 100%. Bars and, bars and clubs, open it all. The county that Gia lives in and the county that I live in are like, what? Wait, what? Wait, we're not ready. Um, but sounds like they're driving driving at home. So I got into a medium-level heated argument with Paulie the white guy today about oh. this. Yeah, medium-level. Because he thinks that this is the right thing to do, to just open everything, to just go with it. Just go. Time to go. Enough of this. Just go. And I'm like, Paul, man. People are going to die. A lot of people are going to die because these numbers. And he's like, no, the numbers aren't going up anymore. Look, Labor Day, the numbers didn't go up. I go, actually, I think they are starting to go up right now because there's a lag. You know, it's a lag. It's not 14 days on the dot. It's more like 20 to 30 days. That's when you see a spike. And so we're going to see. Avi, did you see that the world-famous Elbow Room, the bar on Fort Lauderdale Beach that I go to for happy hours, like one of my you know, favorite places because it's just right on the beach. It's fantastic. It's a dive bar. It's gross, right? Well, it's been closed since the beginning of this because they don't have a kitchen and they don't serve food and they don't do anything. And all their competitors, which are next door, they're all open. And so it has been a very tough situation. So when they opened everything, the Elbow Room was allowed to be open. And everybody went there. And so I'm just watching like World News Tonight, ABC. And what's the headline story of the national news, ABC? World famous elbow room. That there was no elbow room. And that it was packed. It was like spring break USA. Whatever, dude. At this point, it is up to us individually to do whatever the hell you want to do. 
if you feel like going out there and sitting shoulder to shoulder with somebody and let them cough in your face and lick you up and down, then oh. that's on you. Yes, it is. But I don't like people much to begin with, so right. I'm not going to partake. I'm very, uh, it, you say that, and that is, on the surface, it does seem that way, but it's not exactly true if in 30 days all the people who make that choice are overwhelming our emergency rooms. And that's what remains well, to be seen. first of all, they're not all going to be in not, the emergency room, oh, as right. we know. The people that, you know, that tend to die from this are, you know, people that already have issues or are a little bit on the older end. And... I, well, I don't hey, like look, that. The, the real scary part is that we don't know what this does to people, to normal people, to normal, and by normal I mean by you know the average healthy person that gets it and supposedly they're recovered down the but, road. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know if in six months your heart's going to explode or Can your you imagine going to stop functioning or whatever the hell it is. We don't know what happened to and Roger. His thing, heart exploded. Well, he what? had COVID six months ago. Oh, he had six months ago. Yeah, apparently six months after you get COVID. Your heart explodes. No, I mean, that's the thing. We don't know. We just don't know enough. So, whatever, man. People that are willing to go out there and risk their ass, it's on them, man. It, well, it, it. it is. It is. It is. But what I said, though, still stands for if the healthcare system gets overwhelmed because of this in 30 look, days. Look, the thing is yeah. that, that, that we, you know, yeah. we kind of don't realize and gloss over is that a lot less people are dying now than March, April, and May because... It's been seven months, so the healthcare system is figuring out how to keep people alive better and how to take care of them so that they don't die from this. Yes. But again, it's not the people that are dying. It's the ones that are living and can't breathe right anymore and all this other stuff. So it's not just, you know, oh, it's not like, all you know, like, like zero sum that you either die or you live. It's like, well, some people that live are living with issues. And that's what, you know, I guess if you don't care about that, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I just I question the wisdom know, of going it. back to 100 percent overnight. Months. People people want to get out. People yeah. want to do whatever. But you don't just it's not a switch. You didn't just flip it like that's the thing. A lot of people at the race were very excited about it. I'm, I'm not saying my opinion's right. I'm just saying what you know, I think that dude, but you don't have to go out. Slide. Don't go to a restaurant. Don't go I to haven't been to a restaurant. Restaurants have been open in this town. Oh man, I've been. To restaurants. I go get the food. It's they're at fifty percent capacity. You should have seen. Pick up, you you order the food. You go pick it up. You walk in there. You walk out and you bring it home. You should have seen the University of Florida. It, well, I saw FSU last week or the week before. Wow. Yeah, but but you 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 watch it on television, man. I lived the experience. It's a little different seeing something on a screen and actually going into the middle of it into the belly of the beast. Well, I, again, you know, now when you're talking about University of Florida and what we're watching on these college campuses, dude, you got to sympathize with these. These are 20, 22 year old kids, man. Oh, man. You know, and it's easy for us that are at our age or somebody that's 30 or even somebody that's 26 or 27 to say, oh, you know, it's just a few months, stay in. But you know what? When we were 18, 19, and 20, we were able to go out and do what we wanted. Well, and, and so, also the know, time, like uh, those small, couple of months, you know, those time. couple of months seem like years to someone that age. Absolutely. And not only that, but it's like, oh, and oh, just three or four months. Well, three or four months I graduated, I'm going to have to go out and, and you know, and, and have a, a real life now. And I don't get to be a kid anymore. I, and so, you know, there's a lot of different perspective. There's just, you know. Look, I saw the governor. The governor came out yesterday and opened everything. It's like that's great. That doesn't mean I'm going to go. Right, but people are going to go. It's well. We'll see the wisdom. We'll see what happens. And that's the good thing about 
this, I mean, I think you got to ramp back up. I don't think you just flip it open, wide open throttle. Well, but we have been ramping up. They didn't just go from closed to every, everything's open. You know, we went from closed and first they opened up these places. And a few months ago, they started opening up some more places. And then they opened up the parks at the beginning of September. Yeah, but they went and 50% so- and, the, and now they're 100% capacity. All right. Well, I, where I live, they're still at 50%. For the, a you know, matter of days, but they're working on getting that Look, uh, I, I don't know. It seemed like if what I heard the governor say yesterday was that the minimum that they could be open is 50%. Interesting. Because so, there were a lot of places that were, that, that, that were keeping, you know, like even less than 50% or, or like the bars that they're closed. I don't know, dude. It really, you know, again, to me, it's like they can do and say what they want, but. I don't know. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to go play ball. If they open up the, you know, the Dolphin Stadium to sixty-five thousand fans, I'm not going to go watch a game. I might go when there's now <laughs> that there's ten thousand in a sixty-five thousand stadium, and you pretty much have sections all to yourself. Is that? I wonder what's going to happen with like the Dolphin games, because that's in Dade I guess County. We're going to find out. Yeah, we well, we are going to find out, and, that, and that's why. Like this is what. Look, but Paul Jacksonville I... played just Thursday, and there were no fans at the stadium. But that was prior to the notice. The notice came out on, I believe, on Friday is when he said everything was open. And uh, we talked about it at the race, but NHRA kept 50% capacity because they are trying to show uh, compliance to other states that they're going to race in, in in particular Nevada. Um, The Friday night on the campus, college girls dressed to the nines, little skimpy outfits, um, but wearing their, their face coverings for the most part. But finding some place to eat was challenging. You know, you'd go to a place and you'd look inside there and it was just, uh, yeah, nah, too, too, too risky, too many people, too up close, too packed in. So took a couple opportunities, you know, took a couple of shots to find a place that was acceptable. But I did go out to a restaurant. So you haven't even been out to a restaurant. I've been out to a restaurant. I haven't eaten in a restaurant. Yeah, eating in a restaurant, eating out to a restaurant. That's what I mean. Like when you go out to a restaurant, I mean eating there. On location, going to pick up the I food. Ate that at doesn't a restaurant count. outdoors, like on their sidewalk, and but I, you know, like I didn't really eat. I just sat there and had like beer and, and fries. The virus doesn't care what you had on, what you. Ordered. Well, I'm just saying, like it wasn't like I was there for two or two hours or however long it takes to have a meal or anything. And like, like I said, I was outdoors, like not right. inside. Yeah. And it wasn't, again, they don't have 30 tables out there sitting everybody shoulder to shoulder. It was just me and the person I was with, and there was nobody around us. There was, like, some people about 12 or 15 feet away at another table. The good news is that we'll have data to associate with all of these decisions. Like, we've been keeping track over the past couple of months, and we'll know in 30 days where we're at. And it'll be good, believe me. I would love to get things right back to normal, because not only is it fun, it's convenient, I do want to keep the face covering thing going for WFO, though. So we got to come up with an, either that or another low-cost tchotchke to sell to the audience after this is all over. You know, low-investment tchotchke with the logo to put over their face. Maybe like a Lone Ranger-style mask. You know what I mean? So it doesn't go over your face. It goes over your eyes. Eyes wide shut? Yes, like eyes wide shut, right. People go out there and they're having their own uh, things going on. Who knows? All right, Formula One. Watched the, the start of the race. Did not see the end of the race. Maybe Geo did. But I saw that Lewis Hamilton tried two practice starts before the race, like practice launches, like dry hops, 
And because he did that, he got two five-second penalties for a total of 10 seconds, which ultimately cost him uh, the race. And so Valtteri Botas wins the race. But I actually think it's all just a conspiracy theory. I don't think Lewis and Formula One wanted Lewis uh, displacing Michael Schumacher at the top of the Grand Prix wins list in Russia. So they're okay if he does it at the next race in Germany? Yes, absolutely. Germany why is the, would that be? Germany is the home of Mercedes. So, of course, that's the place where you want to have this giant, amazing PR thing that's going to be talked about forever. Uh, of course, you want it in the home city of your manufacturer. Yes, absolutely, in Germany, where Lewis Hamilton and, uh, you know, as much as in World War II, Germany was the uh, the enemy to uh, England and Great Britain. That is water over the bridge now. Whereas Russia is still eh, very sketch. Very well, then sketch. Why wouldn't they have wanted him to win in, in, in Italy a couple of weeks ago? Well, that was just a random occurrence. This okay. is the oh, so this one was here. the one that that, that this, well, this is the one where he 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 wasn't tied with him then at that but point. But he would have he would have essentially broken the record in the if he had won that first race in Italy, the one that they that that he got the penalty. At. He would have broken that would have tied, and yep. then the next week in the second week in Italy would have broken the record, right? Because they ran two weeks in Italy back to back. Yes, this is this is to avoid having the big PR thing happen in Russia. I know, but it would have happened in Italy, right? And it would have been great. He would have been, you know, beating the Ferrari guy and tying it, all that stuff. Yeah, it just didn't happen. Well, the first uh, penalty was not uh, this. He didn't do some all right. dry hops. He did the dry hops here. But anyway. It I is think cons- the issue was where he did the dry hops from what I understood. But It is a conspiracy theory, and Lewis is a little bit annoyed by it. He says, I need to go back and see what the rules are and what exactly I did wrong. Uh, because he did not think it was out of the norm. I'm pretty sure no one has gotten two five-second penalties for something so ridiculous before, says Lewis. I didn't put anyone in danger. I've done this a million tracks over the years, and I've never been questioned on it. But it is what it is, says Lewis Hamilton. Asked (laughs) if he felt the stewards' penalties were excessive, Hamilton replied, of course it is, but it's to be expected. They're trying to stop me, aren't they? Are they? Why are the stewards trying to stop Lewis Hamilton? But it's okay. I just need to keep my head down and stay focused. But we'll see what happens. Hamilton was heard over the radio calling the penalty ridiculous and BS. Bullshit. He was also unhappy about when it brought into the pits. The plan was to stop on that lap. I was just trying to go as far as I could. I didn't really change. uh, It didn't really change a huge amount. I had such a long way to go on that tire, but I think we'd done pretty well on the soft. You know, we'll discuss it and try to figure it all out. I just need to make sure I don't put myself in that position again. That's exactly correct, sir. Whatever it is, just don't do it again. You know what, Lewis? You're not going to win every single race. But it's gotten to the point where he's practically practically winning every single race. Very intense competitor. Unhappy. Intensity. But again, it's all a ruse. They just didn't want to win in Russia. For Putin. And everybody knows. I I guess if you say that. I know everybody loves him now. I'm not into it. I'm Cold War kid. I'm keeping it alive, man. Keeping it alive. Old habits die hard. All right, what else? What else? I did mention the NHR. I got a lot of different stories, and we'll cover those uh, as the week goes on. It is unfortunate we didn't get to see the Factory Stock Showdown final because I think Aaron Stanfield, uh, breakout race. He runnered up to Alex Laughlin but was winning the race, and the car broke. 
And so he runners up in pro stock, which is still a big deal, and is in the final round of factory stock as a driver and has both cars in the final as a tuner. So as a young man who is tuning and driving and doing like he had, he made two final rounds. He tuned his cars to the final round. He <laughs> had to be very busy, busy kid. And the whole Garlitz thing, seeing Garlitz out there, Garlitz wore his fire suit onto the starting line and he brought his helmet. What was he doing? We were all wondering, like, what's Garlitz doing? Is he going to try to lock Steve in the port john and drive the car in secret? <laughs> he, the guy brought his helmet. He was ready. I got right. photos of the deal. And I had a great interaction with Garlitz and Steve. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking about that on Thursday. So, Formula One, Valtteri Botas, NASCAR, Kurt Busch. What's the next race in the NASCAR? I'm looking for my... Talladega. The Dega. baby. The Dega. So, here are the point the standings going the into Roval the Dega. are the next two on this course. I think they should have flipped it. I liked it when the Dega was the cutoff race. Wasn't that the way it was? They like the, they like the Roval to be the last one because of the crazy intensity. But I, I either. it could They're both crazy. I mean, they're both wild cards. The Dega's not crazy intensity enough? That Roval's pretty crazy intensity, but I love Dave. Yeah, well, the road courses, you know. Kurt Busch has advanced. Kevin Harvick is 61 ahead of nine. Kurt Busch throws a monkey wrench in the NASCAR playoffs. He does. By advancing from the last position. Yeah. Yeah, he has advanced. Danny Hamlin is third. Brad Keselowski fourth. Fifth, 16 ahead. Danny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick are virtually assured to advance. But everybody well, as else, long as they don't crash out of the next two races. But everybody else is in question. But even then, they might be, actually. You're right. Brad Keselowski, 16 ahead in fourth. Martin Truex Jr., 15 ahead in fifth. Joey Logano, 11 ahead in sixth. Chase Elliott, 9 ahead in seventh. What is that noise? That's static. For me? Let me see. Yeah. It's you. I don't know. Hold on. Let me find a different headset. Yeah, it just came on. It's like static. I thought it was uh, Big Dave Lemon's beard rubbing up on the microphone. Rubbing all up on it. And the microphone. And the microphone, too. I'm going to mute you. I just muted you. Until you swap out the thing. That's weird. Just from one second to the next, it just started staticking. Well, it is. I would say it's weird because I've been using the same mic the whole time, so I don't know. But now it's gone. All right. So do you want me to not move? Well, oh. that's probably what it is. It's probably a broken wire inside those things. And that's that's when they go bad. They get a little broken wire. All um, right. Well, if, if it happens you know, again, let me know. Just, I, I brought a different, a brand new pair of ear Okay. Cards. Yeah, one, one foot. Just hold your arm up like the tinfoil on the rabbit ears. Chase Elliott, seventh, ten up. Bowman the Showman, nine up in eighth. On the outside looking in, Kyle Busch, who is nine behind, obviously. Uh, Clint Boyer is 20 behind, and Eric Amarola, 27 behind. So those guys, Boyer and Eric, need a victory. And they're both capable of a victory at the Dega. Austin Dillon's in it still too, man. He's the last place guy. On my J-Ski thing, <laughs> they just, on J-Ski, there's a little points thing, they just eliminated him. <laughs> they just did not write his name. He's not oh. on the list. That's funny. I, I mean, 
he could go out and win at the a Dega. He sure, he can. I, that's just kind of funny. No, I'm not. Well, I, I say it because he's actually a good plate racer. I think he won. Didn't he win there already? Yeah. Before or was that Daytona? It was Daytona. That he wrecked out Almirola on the last turn. I think it was Daytona. Yeah, I think that was the Daytona summer race. You're probably right, but nonetheless, he's obviously a good plate racer, and uh, Richard Childress has always had good plate cars. And here's a story about our own Homestead Miami Speedway that's kind of interesting. Adam Stern from the Sports Business Business, Business Journal is reporting that they're going to move to the second race behind Daytona. And they're going to try to get like a little Florida swing going on and uh, get the Snowbirds to stay, uh, to go from the 500 down to Homestead and do two weeks in South Florida. Homestead will move the second slot. We'll move to the second slot of the 2021 NASCAR season per sources. Wow. That's interesting. It is interesting. I don't know. Well, the weather will be slightly nicer that time of year, I guess. Well, the March, March is still great, too. February, March is beautiful. (laughs) March is starting to get hot already, man. It's not humid yet, but it's hot. February, it could be cold. But doubtful. It's going to be the same in February and March. Where do you think we're at? Indy? No, I mean like 59 at night. <laughs> cold. Yeah, like, like I said, cold. Low right before the low like right before the sun rises, maybe. In February. Yeah, that's it. I guess. A night race in February. Listen, disagree, we do have whatever, seasons here, brother. You You're arguing with me about all this little stuff, minutia, for whatever reason. I don't understand. But yeah, March and February in Florida are about the same. They're about the same. One is not dramatically hotter or colder than the other. They're both the same. Less humidity, not no humidity. And maybe 59 at night if it's random, but probably 65 at night. 77, 78 in the day. Maybe 80. All right, man. We'll see. I'm going to argue with you, man. Yeah. No, you did already. Something tells me that you already that did argue. Year, I just, I just don't, you know, that I maybe I misremember, but something tells me that the time of year, the low temperature is probably like 65, 68, 69. I think we're both, I think we're all, uh, listen, my point is this March and February in Florida and Miami, the same. It's the all same. Right. It's the same. They're not going to get any better weather in February than they are in March. What I think they are it's getting cooler. That's no, all I said. It's not. What you are going to get is no direct conflict with the Gator Nationals, I don't think. That's good. I'm not going to have to worry about accidentally having those two races on top of one another. But no, gonna... but what will happen is it'll be the, the weekend of the race in, in California. Hopefully not. Hopefully that's, that's, <laughs> that's always the Daytona 500 is the oh, Winter exactly. Nationals. All right. Right. Yeah, so it might be, it might be, and then there's no, usually then two. then they have that next weekend off. Doesn't they, they try have the next week off? Usually. usually. Sure. All right. Well, this coming year, though, they've already kind of indicated that the season might start in Florida at the Gator Nationals. Right. And so we'll see. But there you go. So there's some news that went down. All right, let's make our transition to sports collision. If anything else jumps into mind about NASCAR and Formula One or otherwise, we will get into it. They, the National Transportation Safety Board released its report on Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s plane crash. I don't know if you saw that. 
I saw that pilot error, I guess is what it was. Pilot error. If I recall correctly. The pilot's continuation of an unstabilization stabilized approach, despite recognizing associated cues and the flight's crew decision not to initiate a go around before touchdown, which resulted in a bounced landing and loss of control of the airplane, landing gear collapse, runway excursion contributing to the accident was the pilot's failure to deploy the speed brakes during the initial touchdown, which may have prevented uh, the runway excursion and the pilot's attempt to go around after deployment of thrust reversers. And there you go. Uh, that's that's a bummer, man, if you're that dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's not... It doesn't sound good. It's not amb- ambiguous in any way. Pilot error. I wonder if you get, like, points on your pilot license. <laughs> Got to go to driving school. Got to go to pilot school. Do a couple of classes. All right, let's talk a little sports collision for those of you who have been keeping up with everything. As you know, there's been a lot going on, so I'm just going to throw down a couple of big things, that, and then we'll get into the big, the big deal, obviously. The NBA Finals and the Major League Baseball Playoffs, but I just want to say tip the cap to uh, Fitzmadrick and the, and the Dolphins on Thursday for opening a can of whoop-ass on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nobody on the NFL Network picked the Dolphins to do anything, and it was all about this Carson Minshew and his mustache and how great he is, and the broadcasters spent like 90% of the time talking about the Jaguars and how great they are, and the Dolphins put that thump on them, man. It was good, fun Dolphin win. Is it going to mean anything? Are we going to the playoff? No, no, of course not. It was just one game where they played well and it was fun to watch. Yes. And, of course, the University of Miami versus the Florida State Seminoles, watching that, from Gainesville was a neat experience. I had to fight the bartenders to get it up on the bar. Like, come on, guys, this is a big deal. We, we don't know what channel it's on. It's on ABC. We don't know what channel ABC is. But we eventually got it on. Kane's put up, what, 38 in the first half? I don't know, man. We put up a 50-burger on them. That's all I know. That's a big victory right there. So go Canes. Good job. Whooped them. Up and down. The Heat. A very exciting game. As predicted by me. I could barely contain myself on, on last, Saturday night. On last week's show, the Heat did dispatch the Celtics and move on to the finals where they will play LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers. Here's a quick public service announcement to people out there. When someone posts something on their Facebook page that maybe you're not interested in, You don't have to go on there and say, I'm not interested in it. You can just kind of keep scrolling. I've had this happen now twice. Like, go Dolphins. I don't watch the NFL anymore because, oh, what's going on with the politicizing of everything and blah, blah. It's like, listen, man. You're doing to me exactly what you don't like them doing to you. Right? I'm minding my own business thinking about what I'm thinking about. And I'm excited about the game. And now you are telling me about politics and i post something about the heat and the lakers i'm not watching the nba because listen that's great but don't tell me that just let me be my own excited miami heat fan but i do want to ask don't watch man just don't, don't watch just don't just, don't, watch. just don't watch i don't care if you don't want to watch there's I a do lot of crap watch. on tv that is on that i don't watch Right. Can you imagine like when someone puts up like tonight is Disney night on Dancing with the Stars and I'm super excited. And you're like, I don't watch Dancing with the Stars because it sinks and I don't like Mickey Mouse anyway. That's what's wrong with the world. But this is it, man. The Heat 
tremendous fourth quarter. Bam was insane. He took over the game. He just seized control of the game. It was close. It was tied. I think we're down one. And well, just we're, we're down a little bit more than one at one point there in that fourth quarter. So yeah. And this you you do you have a you have a full team system team. You got young players. Tyler Hero is insane. Bam Adebayo is a very intense player. Jimmy, it's a good team. They're going to the finals. The Heat have got a chance to win another title. It's crazy. But they got to go through LeBron and how sweet it would be to take down LeBron. And I got to say, I think that most of the country is with us on this one. I've already seen a lot of people, they don't like either team, but they had to choose. They're with us. I wasn't. You know, little... I'd rather them all be over there on the bandwagon and the La La Land bandwagon. I don't need anybody on the Heat bandwagon at this point. Yeah, well, all right. Nobody, nobody's. So don't don't come over here with your BS. Go over there and root for LeBron, or don't watch the NBA. Whatever it is you don't want. Well, to. they're not going to root right. for LeBron. So, Pat Riley, right. probably the white but guy, no, very upset a lot of about stuff it. Here, Pat Riley, you know, he's former Laker. He's the the head of the Showtime Lakers. He he brought them to prominence in the eighties. Yes, and then left for New York. And that's why the Knicks fans hate him still, because they think of all the great stuff that happened down here, and they think that it could have happened there. Well, 25 years of Riley now. Look at this. Well, they can blame. They don't. They shouldn't hate him. They should hate their owner. Well, well they already do, but it's uh, Pat Riley left because, you know, pretty much like the same reason that uh, Bill Parcells left New England. They, let, they, they didn't let him uh, buy the groceries. Yeah, and also that cold. The, the life Pat's living down here is just so much better than the life he'd be living up there. Come on. Like, that's the thing. I said to Paulie, the white guy, I go, yeah, he got out of there for the same reason you got out of there. So what do you blame him for? You're out here on the golf course in December, January, cursing Pat Riley for doing the same thing. Get out of here. No, but it's going to be good, man. I think it's going to be tough, but I'm excited. One thing I did not like, and this is just me, I don't know. The fans went into the streets after winning the Eastern Conference Finals and, they, you know, the, the, the banging of the pots and the pans. The fans, but I mean, but who are those fans really? Like those are those, not a single one of those people went to a single Heat game. This but it's, year. you don't have to go to a Heat game. I hate those analogies. You don't have to go to no, a Heat game. No, but I do because those people aren't fans. I guarantee you, ninety percent of those people don't even watch the games. They don't even know when they're on. That's, That's not just, true. Oh, they, those people heard that the Heat won, and they went out there and saw that as a reason to go meet over there at La Carreta and have coffee and drinks in the middle of the night and bang on some pot. And, and, and cause traffic in that corner of 87th and Bird. It was embarrassing, you know, not man. Let the people that you gotta might act have been like you've been home there. Get home. You got to act like you've been there a little bit. And they have been there. Like you, we've won the NBA no, Finals a people, few times. That's the thing. Those people, they don't, they, they weren't, they don't even remember the last time they heat. They don't know because they weren't there. That's the thing. Like I saw that. And, and the first thought, my first thought is like, who are these people? They were Who young people, man. They people? were young kids. They had heat jerseys on. They all went out there. They were honking their horns. And it was like we had won the finals, except we didn't. Exactly. You're going to the finals, which is definitely a reason to maybe have a beverage or you know pat your friend on the back, a couple of big high fives, call your family, talk positive, but not to go into the street with pots and pans. That's too well, much. The good news is that none of that matters because the team – you know, as much as the whole league and everybody that covers it is super happy that they got Miami, L.A. in the finals. I'm sure they've been craving for this kind of finals for years instead of Toronto and wherever. 
But guess what? This is the year that they don't get to come out to the finals. Right. The final Raw in Orlando. Wow. Yeah. And Can so, you imagine the celebrities the, that would be at that one, the Miami and uh, versus LeBron uh, finals? Yeah. And that starts Absolutely. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. It's going to be great. And I'm super excited. We got a lot to watch, man. There's gonna be a lot of television watching. Well, over yeah, the next no. Couple nights. Well, that those are scheduled Wednesday, Friday, Sunday are the first three games. So by the time we do a show next Monday, you know, we will have a very good idea how this series is going. Yeah, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. By the next Monday show, we'll have a good, good idea. All right, I like that. I like that. And so I just want to say, go Heat! And I love the team, man. I love what they're doing. They play hard. That's all you can ask. They, that they do, and they play very good defense most of the time. And uh, selfless when shots, fundamental when the shots are falling, and you play good defense. It you know it almost sometimes seems easy. Selfless fundamental basketball, diving. Pretty, pretty, they're a good team, man. They play very good defense. I think that the the Lakers and and Le, the LeBrons are going to have a, a a little more difficulty with the Heat than they expect. I don't think they've played a team that plays this this kind of defense so far in the playoffs, and um, I expect a good battle. I think that the Heat are going to surprise some people. All right. I like it. Well, it's it's been great. And then, of four course— Four more wins, baby. Four more wins. Four more wins. That would be great. And then, major well, the Marlins, uh, for the first time under the Derek Well, Jeter. Major League Baseball right now, tomorrow, uh, you know, maybe as you're listening to this show, Tuesday the playoffs will begin. So we're getting our normalcy that we requested. We got Major League Baseball playoffs. The Marlins made the playoffs. They will play Chicago and the Cubs. Derek Jeter buys the team, guides the team to the playoffs in three years. Yes. Yes? Asterisk. Oh, you're giving them an asterisk. You're doing the asterisk. Listen, this is something well, that I said right from the beginning, the heart of a winner, and it would it would be Derek Jeter. Like, it's just one, something that I, I fight for. All right, for because, look, so this isn't harshly. a fair assessment. Generally speaking, five teams make the playoffs, and this year, you know, in each conference, there's, what, two, four, six, eight. You know, you know I get what you're saying. I didn't play a full season, whatever, but... Look, facts whoever are, wins is going to win. Facts. Saw that. Facts but, I mean, facts. Let's not make it seem like you know, like the Marlins won ninety games, or, and you know. Well, that would be impossible, but it's definitely a scrappy uh, franchise that has taken on the character of its owner. Like I said, it would happen. That's all. I just all felt right. like this was uh, Derek Jeter. This was this was the battle, the immovable object versus the unstoppable force. It was Kit versus Carr. It was can Derek Jeter's winning character overpower the Miami Marlins losing character and they have collided and they are now in the playoffs and so we'll we'll see how it goes it's uh you know maybe they get swept out maybe they they win a series against like who knows all right but, but that's all a sub story to be that's fair the sub-story. Marlins have gotten historically a pretty raw uh reputation because they're not you know, like you say, they're losing culture. They don't have a losing culture. They happen to lose because every time that the team won and got good, they traded off other players. But they're not like the Cleveland Browns here. That's this I, is a team that's won two World Series in twenty. You know, in what in less than thirty years of existence, never lost a seven game series, undefeated in seven game series. Like uh, because they they win ninety seven well, in two thousand three, and series. they beat yeah, the so Yankees. You could go, you could take it to that extent. They've never lost a playoff series. That's pretty amazing stuff. But that's all sub story, hopefully, to 
the New York Yankees quest for 28 begins now. The Cleveland Indians stand in the way, and suddenly, the ghosts of Yankee Stadium begin to return. Let's hope this team catches fire, Gio, and the New York Yankees can roll into the postseason. DJ LeMahieu, Luke Voigt, what a team when they're hitting, when they're on. This team is something special. Just about getting hot. Can they get hot in the playoffs? That is the question. Yeah, I guess, you know, the real question is pitching. Are we going to have the pitching that it takes to to, to see? Yes. You know, because past past Garrett Cole and Tanaka, I, I, you know, I don't even know that we have a third starter. And, um, you know, so I don't know, man, my expectation is not I know I know it's a World Series of bust, but the way that this team has finished wow. off and and the way that that they don't really have enough starting pitching and their bullpen, which is supposed to be the strong point, has kind of been a little unreliable. And in the playoffs, you know, what wins in the playoffs historically? Starting pitching, pitching in general. You know, it's, it's a lot harder to hit, uh, to win your way in home run co- hitting contests in the playoffs because guys, they're just not happening. And so I, I do have some concerns about this, uh, this team. Especially, like I said, once you get past Garrett Cole and, you know, in Tanaka, we're, we're counting on a, on, a, on a guy who in the playoffs has always been, you know, money for us. But I don't know. I think it's I'm not expecting I, I'm not expecting, I don't know, like like this team to to go win the World Series. I don't know that they have enough. Well, if that is the case, that is horrific. Um... It would be sad, but, uh, you know. We could very well lose to Cleveland, especially since it's only a three-game series, and it's in Cleveland, all three games. Yeah. Well, boy, you really just took the air out of the pre-playoff balloon right there. Well, I just don't want you to get overhyped, and then we go out and lose to to Justin Bieber, who pitches for Cleveland uh, tomorrow, because that guy's been a stud all year long. And, you know, next thing you know, Garrett, you know, who has been very good, but he goes out there, he gives up one home run, and we lose one nothing. <laughs> you know that's that, that well, but, very yeah, well. You know what? But listen, see here it is. This is negative mentality, is what this is. This is a negative mentality. You got no, DJ LeMay who a just mentality. You know, like how is just it? Because is it? You, you know, yeah, I think so. No, I don't think so. I think it's a negative right. mentality. Well, I mean, look negative at, could really, happen. Like you, the negative could happen. Absolutely. You you seem like the way this team played in over their their last 20, 20 games. You know, aside from the ten game winning streak. Okay. Aside from that, <laughs> like, yeah, but uh, before that, they were like they started 16, off great. 16. Then they went into a funk, and then they kind of caught. Uh, then everybody got injured, and oh, then well, they were okay, playing again, well, so and then they stumbled and six, down the stretch, and then five and ten, and then they won ten in a row, and then they they kind of crapped out like what three and seven in the last ten games. Right. They once they had the ten in a row, then they kind of crapped out. 
because they knew they had made the playoffs or whatever. But you got uh, oh, the battle. Oh, of course. That must be. <laughs> you got the batting uh, champion. You got Luke, uh, DJ LeMay winning the batting title, which is a big deal. Yeah. Like, this yeah, team is gonna... I think it is. I think it is. But come on, man. Like, be realistic. In the playoffs, when, being the home run champion or the team that hits no, the I... most home runs or being the batting champion is not what wins. No, I know. It's you got not. Garrett Cole. You went out and you got the best pitcher in the league for exactly this. You got him for this. It's supposed to be two wins per series. But what, what, he can't win two games in a three-game series. Well, He's only going to pitch once. You get one from him and one from Tanaka, and then you figure out how to win the third one. I don't you know, man. You have I'm... to win two games. You're not listening to Well, me. you could win you. one. You could easily lose this game tomorrow, we could and Garrett Cole can pitch lights out and give up one bad pitch, which he has been prone to give up home, home run balls this year. It, it is possible we could lose. Yes, we're entering a competition. Yes, we could lose. All right. But I like our chances. Yeah, I'm not as happy with this team as as you as what I was you'd be happy. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> I'm not as happy as I was with this team as I was before the season when everybody was healthy and nobody got hurt and there was no I'm COVID. Not, again, I'm not concerned about offense. They don't have enough pitching. They relied too much on this bullpen thing, and you know I just feel like it's too much to ask. Well, you lost Tommy to Canley, and you had you had you had a lot of big injuries, but so did everybody. You know, it's just it's this is it. This is how it is. You go to war with the army you've got. All right, and this is what we got, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have success, man. The team's gonna come in. They're gonna get hot, and they're gonna roll. That's what's gonna I, happen. I, I hope you're right. Yeah. But I'm not counting on it. I would want. I would not want to go to war with Giovanni. You are. Oh, they're gonna get us. Now we don't have the enough ammunition. Uh. But uh, you listen. If they lose, then they lose. But let me tell you, people are gonna be pissed if they lose. It's gonna be a big bummer, man. After all this, you get a shortened season. You got this great team. They have shown that when they are on, they're tough to deal with. And I think the bats got to get going. You're right. If they, their opposing team shuts us down, shuts us out, which is what you just described, we're going to get shut out in two games. Then, yes, we'll lose. If we score zero runs in two games, Gio, then Gio is right. We lose. If that's what happens. Well, I don't think we're going to get shut out in two games, but we could definitely get shut out in this first game by, this, by Justin Bieber. Do you know who who we're pitching against? Who 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 it is that's pitching against us tomorrow? Tell me, Justin Bieber. Give me his uh, yeah. Well, line. his name's not Justin Bieber, well, but you know his last name's Bieber, so he's gonna get called Justin Bieber. Dude, the guy's been arguably the best pitcher in the American League this year. He went eight and one with an ERA of one point six, WHIP of point eight six six. He struck out one hundred and twenty two guys in seventy seven innings. That's very I good. I think you're talking about Shane. this guy probably is going to be the American League Cy Young winner. Shane now, Bieber. Now I think about it. Shane Bieber. Yes, Shane, don't call me Justin. But <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I think you got to have, you know, you got to get, uh, you're very you're very afraid. Maybe you're right. It's not afraid. It's just, I, I, I don't it's believe. His first playoff experience as, for Cleveland as, will come against the team that personifies baseball excellence. Why is this thing jumping all around? Terry Francona won't manage Cleveland Indians in postseason. Says team president. What's up with that? Well, this is what the playoffs are all about, man. 
that's yeah. the deal. You got to win in these cases. And if uh, the Yankees lay an egg, then I don't know. I think Aaron Boone is going to have to be in question. Yeah, I, I think Aaron Boone has, you know, shown that, that his calling, I mean, if he's the one making decisions, I don't know if his decision making is really up to par. Okay, this okay. Yeah. We're gonna just move forward. The negativity is a little, is just, a little stunning know, to me. You know, it's, it says here we are getting ready for the playoffs, and Gio's basically taking a big steaming pile on top of the Yankees' chances. Can't uh, can't yeah. be successful like that, man. You got to think back to the good times. Right. Yeah, man. When we were down three games, when we were down three games to none, going to Atlanta in 1996. I'm sure we you were down two games to first Two games. Two games. Yeah. And we won them all. Yeah. What did you think at that time? Had you quit? I thought that we were going to go to Atlanta and sweep them. You did not. This guy that's talking right now doesn't think like that. Well, that, that we're going to go on the road team. and sweep them. You know, this team is, 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 is heavily bat loaded. But it's heavily right-handed hitting, uh, you know, loaded in a ballpark that's designed for, you know, for pull left-handed hitters. <laughs> I, Dude, know, you know, I think you're over just, over an, more, no, it's over not over analytics. Over analytics. The analytical people can sometimes go a little too crazy, and I think you've gone a little bit off the deep end. And the lesson we must learn is that they play the games. And at some point, a hero will rise, and that hero will be a New York Yankee. And there it is. The little musical clips from the movie 61. Reminiscent of Yankee greatness in the quest for 28. Now, I'm glad we've had this talk. I'm glad we had the talk. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And it all starts uh, when? Thursday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Tomorrow. I can't even read my own writing here. You told me that, and I... The word I see is Texans. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> so tomorrow. Yes, manana. Yeah. What time is the game? Let's see. Game one is, get off my screen, 2 p.m. in the afternoon, Astros play the Twins. 3 p.m. on uh, White Sox play the Angels. 5 p.m., the Blue Jays play the Rays. And 7 p.m., the Yankees play the Indians. That's Tuesday's games. 7 p.m. 7 p.m., ESPN TV. Yikes. So we got Yankees-Indians and the big debate on at the same time for the most part. Maybe the game will be over by then. hope so. Big debate. Yeah. How do you expect a game that starts at 7 o'clock to be over, what, like at 8? I don't know. I gotta figure out what time that thing's happening, dude. You know, you know, Yankee games go like three, four hours, five hours. Well, I guess long. they're not playing the Red Sox, so it wouldn't, you're right. But. Right. Well, we'll see. And there, there it is. Being Yankee playoff uh, sadness with Giovanni. It's kind of hoping for Look, a little I bit more. I just want about... you to be, you know, aware that this that this could go really poorly, and we could lose both of these games against Cleveland. Yeah, but I know. Oh, my God. That would be bad. Yeah, no. no. Yeah. Look, come on. Like, think about it. Our best pitcher's on the mound tomorrow yes. against another ace. Yes. So this could be like, Coin know, flip. like a real pitching duel. Right. 
and 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 you know, and one bad pitch, and we can lose a game, you know, one nothing or two to one. And then, you know, Tanaka, who's been a playoff beast for us, has been but, sketchy. You know, like what we we just expect him to never make a mistake. Well, no, he got lit up the last time out. He got lit up uh, in his first. Uh, he was out in like the third inning or something. I get what you're saying. But and that's just it. and and you know the bullpen, which is supposed to be this team's, you know, the best part of this team, you know, like Otto Vino, who last year was lights out, has been, you know, getting smoked this year. Holder doesn't hold anything. You know, I don't trust Aaron Boone. This ain't two thousand three. He's not get coming off, you know, to hit a home run. You didn't trust you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't you didn't trust him then. You're just like whatever. This is this is uh, we got to just move on. You're, you're, letting, you're letting people behind the scenes seeing a little bit of a New York Yankee uh, family disagreement here. You know, you're not supposed to disagree in front of uh, other people. No, man. Don't you know me, pe- man. I'm I am I. You get from me the real analysis. I'm yeah, not, but it's not I'm real analysis. That's not real analysis. That, oh, that's yeah, not real analysis. We're the Yankees. We're just going to show no, up. No, but that's the, not. Nobody thinks that. Down. That's not. You're mischaracterizing. It's not only is you know, mis- we're playing two power pitchers, Bieber and Carrasco. Yes, and that's the kind of guys that you know historically in the playoffs shut us down. Power pitchers like Verlander and Cole last, you know. We could lose. <laughs> we could lose. You go into the playoffs, people lose, teams lose. That's what happens. We could lose. It's possible. But I got to say, the way this team started the year, when they've shown, when they've been motivated, back against the wall, the team has played well. Their back is against the wall. This is the playoffs facing elimination. I expect them to come out and be a solid team. And all those things that you said about this guy and this situation and that guy and that situation, those are unique situations when it's not in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs now. This is when it matters. And so I expect them to do well. But now your thing is, like, really bad. So I'm going to mute you. And I'll let you just say goodbye because the show is pretty much over. All right, everybody. I guess that's it. Don't forget yeah. oh, the preakness. Is you got removed weekend. from the you show. Know, we, no, we listen, nobody like to... cares. You're removed from the show. Your depression. Right. You buzz right, killed I'm the mean... whole show on, on the Yankees, on the topic of the Yankees. You basically went on the record saying you think the Yankees are going to lose two games is basically what you did. Yeah, man, I'm going I'm rooting for them, but I'm preparing myself to, to lose in this first round. Well, you're going to make it happen. If it happens, it's because of this. You understand right. the superstitious among the, uh, us will think that. I won't, of course. But the superstitious among us that Giovanni comes to the table with this really weak-spined Yankees are going to lose crap, and it becomes reality, where fantasy becomes reality. Derek Jeter. I'm a little concerned all right. about all of this. I don't want to hear about the preakness. Got me a little aggravated. No, now's the time where... You know, you reset. It's a new beginning, a new start. All the BS that happened in the regular season this season, they just had to make the playoffs. And they did. We were going to be the eighth seed for a while. We were not going to make the playoffs for a while. Everybody was injured for a while. Everybody. Now we get a fresh start, a new start. We're going to go out there and we're going to lose both? If that happens? Oh, my gosh. People are going to be very angry. It's not going to be a normal thing. This team. I don't expect it to be normal. No, you go out. Should roll. People should get fired if they lose. If they get swept out of this first round, you get out. You get Garrett Cole, and you go out and you get swept out of the. Geo predicts a sweat. Get swept out first round. Predicting a sweep. You did. I kind of just predicted that it could very well happen. All right, Geo. Good job.
Thank you. Excellent work on the show today. I'm sorry to have to be the guy to let you to inform you that. No, but we know that. But see, you, you, you think, think it is. You think that we don't know that other Yankee fans. We know it. Right. It's the part of competition. When you roll to the starting line, there's someone over there trying to win just as bad as you are. Cleveland's trying to win just as bad as we are. It's very yeah. possible. But, you know, you don't even need it. Point it all out. It's part of life. But I think, you know, they went out and they got Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole, and you got Aaron Judge, and you've got the AL batting champion, and you got Luke Voigt, and you got so much talent, and Gio predicting they're both going to get out there and get shut out two games in a row, and we're going to get bounced. Like, if that happens... I'm not saying we're going to get shut out both games. You 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 did a minute ago. No, you I did. said we you could did. get shut out the first You're game. You get shut I'm out. I'm not saying we're going to. No, you said we because would get shut out. Because it's a home run and it's not. From what I said. You called it home run derby. We're not playing home run derby anymore. Dude, it was the most negative Yankee analysis in the history of Yankee analysis. You know? I You know, I I, I don't know, man. I'm not happy with the way the season played out. What'd you, what would you have preferred? What would, like, what would have been the better way? Like what Dude, were you they hoping? They should have been battling Tampa for the division lead instead of being like seven games behind. Them. Everybody got injured. We lost everybody for a while. Dude, every look, it is what it is. People got injured all over the yeah, league. You can say that. Did Tampa? Injured. Did Tampa lose a bunch of their their guys? Huh? Maybe they did. I you know I don't follow Tampa that close, but I know that we had all of our guys had problems. And so I'm relying on the fresh start. I just start. think that some of the deficiencies of this team are going to, you know, they, they tend to come through in the playoffs. When, you know, the fact that over the years we haven't concentrated on frontline starting pitching. They finally brought in Garrett Cole, but everybody else on the team has always been like, you know, these second, these number two and number three starters. Dude, I kind of you know, remember they, going they down go to get these Jay Haps and these Paxson and guys I, like that. I, I kind of remember going a two or three. I kind of remember going deep into the playoffs against a team that was cheating with some sort of system. You're you're acting like we were a, in, in a terrible team. Yeah, we had CC still here that you can count on to to get in there and be you know and be an MFer. I don't know. Yeah, dude, you're okay. just your confidence level is very low. It's very no, weak. It is it's very, very low. Right low. No, no confidence in Boone and no confidence in in, in our pitching staff. So really. you know what, everybody's listening. You just witnessed like a in, in a Yankee family dispute. I just want to point out one big thing. If the Yankees do go on to win the World Series, if they do go on to win the World Series, Geo, this is just shows you how things are, and that's why I'm bringing this up like in advance. Gio is going to say that this conversation is the reason that it happened because he called them out. Remember when I called him out on the show and got everybody fired up to go out because I told it like it was and they went on and won. And in advance, get out of here with that nonsense. I disagree. I think the Yankees are going to turn it on. They're going to fire up. And the, the start of the season that we all look forward to, you get Garrett Cole, you got Aaron Boone, the Baby Bombers. This is the year. The door is wide open, and the New York Yankees are going to go busting through for World Series number 28. There it is. Bang. All right, Gio. Good work. All right. Say goodbye to everybody. There he goes. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next Monday. The there Heat goes. will be up two games to one. Let's hope so. Oh, he's very confident about the Heat, though. He's very confident about the Heat. Loves the Heat. But the Yanks, he doesn't, uh, he's not feeling it. Don't worry. I got enough positive energy for both of us. That was depressing. 
I was genuinely depressed. Did not expect that. Here I got all these Yankee sound effects. I got the... And Giovanni is talking about we're going to get swept out in two games. If that happens, I'm blaming him after that. Regardless, we got a lot to watch over the next few days, whether it be the Heat or the Yankees or action at the Dega. And you guys will be watching on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter as Alan Reinhardt joins me 1 o'clock tomorrow. Be here. Encourage you to share the show, start a watch party, all that. We'll be talking about the Gator Nationals 4 o'clock on Wednesday. I'm kind of previewing Caps is going to be on, but he hasn't confirmed just yet, so we'll have to see. I definitely have Matt Smith scheduled, so that'll happen sometime in the 4 o'clock hour. And then Thursday, Steve Torrance going to talk about the big Garlitz car and winning with Garlitz and how Garlitz really wanted to take his job and drive the car in the final round against Billy. And obviously great for Dominic and all that story. Well, all right, everybody. The archives are loaded. I don't know if you heard Brian Loans come on the show. Talk about the new Fox Sports deal for the NHRA. That was big. And to everybody that I ran into out there at Gainesville Raceway, that was a good time, wasn't it? I had a whole lot of fun. If you got any picks, send them. All right, that's going to do it. We'll see you next time right here on WFO Radio. Views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies. Hey, engine builders. Total Seal Piston Rings are the leader in ring seal technology, and they go out of their way to help their customers and will make custom sets for any specific piston you might have. Customer service, top-notch. Made in America? Absolutely. They're located in Phoenix, Arizona, and they've got everything it takes to develop the world's best piston rings. Give them a call at 800-874-2753 or go to TotalSeal.com. Start your education at full speed with the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. Accelerate your career as a high-performance engine builder with classroom instruction and practical hands-on experience in the lab, on the dyno, and at the track. In addition to the Blockhead and CNC programs, Sam now offers motorsport EFI tuning and an Associates of Applied Science degree. And Sam is a military-friendly school, approved to train veterans and other eligible persons under the GI Bill. Start your education at full speed. Go to samtech.edu today. 
We're talking gourmet coffee. We're talking hot sauces. We're talking spice rubs. We're talking everything good at RodaxCoffeeAndGrills.com. Marvin Rodak, been doing it since the 70s, figured out that life is better with great coffee. And, oh, he's so right. 817-924-6821. Call Marvin. He'll roast up some coffee fresh for you. Throw in some hot sauce, some spice rub, and you will be loving it. Hit him up, Rodax, coffee and grills.com. Attention adrenaline junkies, Frank Hawley's Dragster Adventure is calling you. Rides available for the 2020 season. Go to frankhawley.com. They're coming to a track near you. It makes a great gift, whether it be licensing for super comp, super gas, all the way up to top alcohol. They can do it. But if you're a drag racing fan and you've always imagined what it might be like to drive a dragster to accelerate zero to 60 in three seconds and run tens in the quarter mile, give them a call. 866-480-7223, frankhawley.com, the dragster adventure, and tell them you heard it on WFO. WFO Radio is brought to you in part by Extreme Velocity 3 Drag Racing. Download for your mobile device when you're way on the show. WFO. This is WFO Radio. 